Hi, this is Richard Neal. You know me as Aratok in Horizon Zero Dawn, and you're listening to Real Dudes Podcast. And welcome to the Dudes Podcast. I'm the best host, Carrington, as everybody already knows. Whoa. I know, right? All right. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I guess I'm going to go back to eating Taco Bell. There you go. So we got a full house tonight, people. So we got uh, Kyle, as you already heard. Kyle? Mm. Yep. That's me. The uh, Apparently the second best host. <laughs> and then we got Donovan in the house. Hey, hello. As always, we got Cody. <laughs> Howdy, guys. And last but not least, he's, it's been a while. We've got Andrew. Uh, I know. Fre- fresh back from my enslavement term. How was the farm good, sir? Uh, cruel and unforgiving. I'm sorry to hear that, but I'm going to spice some things marriage. up. <laughs> Ooh, Pretty much. Hey, I'll just say that, though. <laughs> I know. He's married to my sister, so I hope <laughs> not. For the record, my marriage is amazing. FYI. Good. Good. <laughs> uh, so, guys, guess what I'm going to do? What's that? Everyone's favorite thing. And I want to bring in a guest. I know we got a full house, but I want to have some fun. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm intrigued. Right. Go on. All right. So... I think I'm getting better at calling people in. I know in the past it's been random, but I'm going to shoot for the moon this time. I'm going to actually bring somebody in on command. All right. All right. I'm going to try it out. Here we go. Oh, my. How did I get here? There we go. Hey, there he is. There he is. Did, there he is. did you just say his name three times in the mirror? Sorry. I did. <laughs> Sorry, I just like was transported here naked, you know what I mean? I, had, I, was, okay. a little, I was a little in shock, you know? So I'm sorry, my powers are a little uh I'm still a rookie at this, so uh, you couldn't, you couldn't you... have transferred me some clothes too, man. That would have been great, you know. It's like ter- straight terminator style. <laughs> sorry, that was a throwback to earlier. Sorry. There you, go. you guys won't hear that, you know. Like it's the same. maybe when I get a little better at this, I'll transport some clothes in later. Yeah, start work on that next, yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah, so yeah. who's all right? Who? Uh, I, uh, this dude's here. So I mean. All right. Yeah, Kyle, you're right. You probably don't know this guy. This <laughs> is the man. He's a legend in the speedrunning community. He's known as the People's Champion. Even, <clears throat> ladies and gentlemen, I'll present you to you, David, aka Grand Pooh Bear. Pooh, how are Ooh. you? Hello, hello. How's it going? I'm I'm doing wonderful. Uh, thank you guys for having me. I'm excited for this. There's this is the first podcast I've ever been on where there's 95 hosts. So uh, <laughs> you're very welcome, by the way. Glad to be first. <laughs> an entourage, if you will. Yeah, there's an entourage of people here. We'll each ask you one question, and that's it. <laughs> that's the whole Who? <laughs> I'm glad that you were you were able to make it today. Mm-hmm. We have not had a speedrunner on yet, and you are you, the first. How is that possible? I mean, speedrunning is is so it's so big right now. You got to get all the speedrunners on, you know. Exactly, we're trying, and I'm just so happy that you were here and able to be able to be randomly transported in here and be forced against your will to join us this evening. Yep. <laughs> so I guess we're gonna start off kind of softballs here and just kind of get into it. What what got you into games in the first place before we get into the speed run and stuff? Um, well, I've always had a like a Nintendo in my house my whole life. Uh, my sister's 10 years older than me, so I was born in 85, and then in 87, she got a NES. And like so I it just was always in my living room from the time I can remember. And I was always playing uh Mario Brothers and Duck Hunt. Those are you know the two games I had. Uh, and then as I got older, you know, like four or five, it was the rent a game every weekend uh, type of thing. I was definitely like that kid. Um, and yeah, I mean, that's just kind of, that's just, I've just always been gaming, I guess my whole life. So, um, and, and because of Nintendo, like I've been like, I've been playing Zelda since before I can remember and playing Mario since before I can remember. Those are definitely like, have always been my, my two favorite franchises, um, you know, just for, pure nostalgia like i've grown up with them you know so uh yeah 
I, I do watch your stream sometimes, and I know Fire Emblem is also one of the greatest games of all time, according uh, to you. No, I, you know, as far <laughs> I, I have actually never met anyone who's ever played Fire Emblem before, um, in real life. So uh, I've never seen it played in the wild. As far as I'm concerned, it's just something that everyone says they do to look cool on the internet. Uh, I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a believer that Fire Emblem's a game. No, it's. I mean, I don't have anything. Like, <laughs> no, I mean it's not. It's not like I'm a big Fire Emblem hater. Like, like what you right. like, you know. I, I like some tactics games. Like they're they're cool, I guess. You know, it's just uh, Fire Emblem's just too much for me, I guess. You know, the hair, the the bangs and the hair are just. I don't know. Can't get into <laughs> it for whatever reason. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I've never played Fire Emblem. I I know. See, you've never seen anyone that's played it either. It's, it's, <laughs> this is true. I'm, I'll, I'll, I'll it's actually I've never making seen. a fair point. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Everyone uh, says they're like, "Oh, I play it on the 3DS. I play it on this." I dude, I've never. I've seen. I see people playing Switches and 3DSs all the time. Never seen anyone playing Fire Emblem. So I don't know. <laughs> so everyone out there that's listening, I, I challenge you to play Fire Emblem in front of David here. Yeah. David yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so what? What actually drives you to play video games on like a daily basis? Not even just on stream, just in general. What? What gives you that fire to still go come back to them all the time? Um. So. Uh, as an adult, I like really started to focus on snowboarding. I went to school at the University of Colorado, and then um, I, snowboarding was like, like everything to me my entire adult life. And then uh, six years ago, I got, or sorry, it was five years, no, six years ago, um, I got in a really bad accident. I got hit by an out of control skier, and oh my um, yeah, my whole life changed. Like uh, I was in the hospital for three, four months, and um, wow. You know, and, and then, you know, like I was in rehab for you know, like the better part of the next year, broke my back, broke my knee, tore my MCL, had an in, a litany of internal injuries. And that was really why I was in the hospital for so long. Um, internal injuries can get pretty bad, uh, it turns out, especially if there's infections involved. So, um, yeah, that was that was a uh, that was a thing. And um, I just uh, like after I got out of the like got out of the hospital and um, at first, like my friends were there all the time, but then uh, we were—I was living in Lake Tahoe at the time. And I don't know if anybody out there is familiar with Lake Tahoe, but it's a definitely like a snowboard, ski and snowboard town. And mm -hmm. as soon as winter rolled around, I was super lonely. Uh, my wife was working, you know, full time job. I was in rehab still, so I was kind of just like at home most of the time. Like I'd go to rehab for like an hour, two hours a day, and then, um, you know, I'd be tired, and so I'd be sitting at home. And my buddy was like, "Hey." uh why don't you watch me play halo online one day just like randomly you know because i was super bored i was texting him and uh i i this is gonna be really this sounds really funny but i was like why, why the hell would i want to watch you play halo dude like i was like i lived with you for three years and i didn't want to watch you play halo then you know like why would i and so so but i did i ended up watching him play halo and uh then like Six hours later, my wife gets home and I'm like huffing down a Magic the Gathering tournament like someone who just discovered drugs for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yo, I think I'm going to play video games on the internet. And, I, and I, 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 I was kind of like a little bit familiar with it at that point because I had watched uh, I, this guy named Bananasaurus Rex do this thing called the, the solo eggplant run in Spelunky. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that, but that was like, that was like the... I don't know, like that, when I put two and two together, it's like, oh, that's where he did this. And then I was like, yeah, I want to play video games online too. Maybe someone will hang out with me. I'll have someone to talk to all day. And literally, like, since then, I've just kind of, like, kept the same schedule. Um, and yeah, that was it. That was it. Um, yeah, I mean, I had a lot of, like, jobs. It didn't become, like, my job for, like, two or three years. But uh, I just always was lucky to do this, like, same, like, noon to five schedule until then yeah oh nice and yeah. uh real quick because you had mentioned about snowboarding so you know with games we have to ask so which one is it 1080 or ssx uh neither actually this the what? best snowboarding game is this game called stoked um and it was on 360 and uh it's kind of like a like a version of skate for snowboarding <laughs> Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, like, 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 kind of like a broke version of skate. Like, you know, like the frame rate's a little worse, and there's not, there's not super varied locations. But like, as far as the way the actual snowboarding 
works and is is like a simulation game. It's like the closest we ever got to skate. And for some reason, it never, it just like never caught on. Probably because like snowboarding games are always like, what do I want to say? The backgrounds always looks the same in snowboarding mm-hmm. games. And that's the mm-hmm. biggest problem with snowboarding games because I think they actually could be really good, but they need to have like more varied like sunsets and backgrounds and like way to like, way to distinct, like make, make like, so you know it's like, this mountain might be like all sand or this might mountain might have like a blue blue tint to it. You need to have like a way to kind of like distinguish the mountains because they all look the same in snowboard games, uh, like so. unlike a skate game where you can kind of, you know, cruise to cruise everywhere, you know? So you're yeah. unhappy with them going the EA route like they do on Madden and literally giving you the same game every time for a full price. Um, What in like stoked or no, just I'm just stoked. I'm just kind of making like fact that you're saying that all soft snowboarding games are practically the same in that regard. I think I just think all snowboarding games and this is going to be a hot take right here. But I think as a snowboarder, literally all snowboarding games have sucked up to this point. And um, like this, this is going to sound really weird, but like in steep, uh, the Ubisoft game, which is probably like the most successful skier snowboarding game. um, The snowboarders uh, ride with like this horrible stance. Like, I don't know what snowboarder they they got to make their stance, but it's like this really bad stance, and it drives me insane. Like, I hate it so much. Um, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, so it's it just, like, really grinds my gears that that happens, and uh, I, I know that's, like, a weird thing to, like, be mad about, but, um, like, 100%. Uh, I don't know. Like, and I think SSX, like, it's great, but it's, like, it's a really arcadey game, you know, like, Nobody's right. taking their board off and kick flipping it in the middle of a, <laughs> uh, you know, in the middle of a thing, which is, I mean, cool, but I don't know. It's just, and then 1080 is just like, it's just a racing game with snowboards. Um, not that there's anything wrong with that, but it's just a racing game with snowboards, you know? So I also like Amped. I thought the Amp series, like Amp 2 and 3 were really good. But once it came out on Xbox One, that, that series kind of dookied out too. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah I, I get it. Cause I'm the same way with like airplane games. If it's too arcadey, oh, like I, yeah. won't, I won't mess with it too much. Uh, and I don't generally like those, like the more something that's more like a simulation type thing. So I, I do get it. Do get yeah. It. Yeah. So where did that love of snowboarding come from, though? Um, I may have missed I, it. Yeah. No, I just, I grew up in Michigan. I was born in Michigan and my dad's a huge snowmobiler. Uh, so I was just always around snow my whole life. And then um, I went to high school in Kentucky. And uh, I like immediately was like, I need to go somewhere where I can snowboard all the time. So I went to the University of Colorado thinking like, oh, there's a mountain right out my backyard. But like, you're still like an hour and a half, two hours from the mountains, really like there. So, uh, yeah, so I'd like uh, schedule all my classes, 8, 9 a.m. and then go snowboard all day and then drive that's home cool. every day. Yeah, And that's that. And then I as soon as I actually dropped out of school in my last semester. So because I realized I wanted to just snowboard for the rest of my life. And so I thought, like, well, why, why wait? I can just go do it right now. And then um, hindsight, I was wrong about the rest of my life part. So, um, you know, uh, yeah, so I actually still have one semester left in school, a little bit more than one semester. So that's, Man, that's still impressive. I mean, really, basically, it's, you, you know, barring something that's kind of unforeseeable, you've had a, what, a budding career, is it fair to say, in snowboarding, and then you've been able to transition into the same in gaming. That's pretty uh, incredible, re- really. I mean... Yeah, no, I mean, it was... I You know, I would I would have never been, like, a pro, like, rich snowboarder, but I could get away with, you know, like, teaching and, you know, winning a competition here or there and then getting some free boards and stuff. Like, um, but it, I was always, like, a step behind, you know, mm-hmm. of everything, I would say, when it came to snowboarding. So, um that's just, you know, it was, it's kind of, uh, I don't know. It's kind of, it was almost like, it was almost like the gods that day were just like, all right, this is your last season. Boom. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, basically yeah. time to move on to something different. Yeah. You won't stop unless we make you boom, you know, like. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. I broke, like, I mean, I, I used to get hurt all the time too, snowboarding because I would try and send it. Like I would do my best to like catch up to these guys and I just wasn't good enough, you know? So, um, yeah. So is it fair to say that the injury was really a blessing in disguise? Um yes. I mean it's kind of weird to um it's kind of weird to be grateful for the literal worst moment of your life in some ways, but I mean I I wouldn't do it like I, if I could go back in time I wouldn't do it differently because 
I definitely would not have followed the same path and been as lucky as I have been with Twitch. And I, I often say, like, snowboarding took, like, so much from me. It took everything from me, almost. It almost took my life. And uh, gaming has literally given me everything. Um, so it's it's kind of kind of funny, you know, the, the dichotomy between the two. And I still love snowboarding. Like, I've been like, probably, like, five or six times in the last five years. Um, mm -hmm. I still love it when I go. And, uh, you know, I, I'll stay out all day, but it's just like one or two days now because I'm just not in a position where I can get wrecked anymore, you know? Yeah, that's yeah. totally fair. Yeah. So how'd you kind of end up where you're at with the gaming? Like, did you just have a natural knack for the speed running or was that something you were like, oh, well, you know, that's something I want to become good at? No, no, no. I, um... I started off playing a lot of like Daisy and Rust and survival games. I really liked Ark once it came out. Um, H1Z1 Battle Royales. I did a lot of like Arma 3 uh, Altus Life uh, mods, which is like kind of like GTA roleplay, I guess is whether it would be the best comparison to that. But before Grand Theft Auto roleplay came out, um, I did a lot of like Battle Royales and Arma 3. Um, I'm very, I also like, I love like simulation games. So I love like, uh, polybridge and sims and sims any you know like old school sim city and just like any simulation game i really get into um so those are kind of like the first games i started to stream but then like as i was like playing I, I i watched like i would always watch games done quick and i always thought like i can't do this i can't do this and then this guy that um like the, what really got me hooked into speedrunning was this guy named sinister Diz, a punch out blindfolded run Yes. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 So uh, that that was like I was just like, man, I'm hooked into speedrunning. And then later on, this guy named Dram did a run of Kaizo Mario Brothers, which I just it just blew my mind because because I had seen like that on YouTube, and I thought like people can only do that with safe state, so they can only do that with like computer tasks movement. You know what I mean? That's impossible for a human to do. And then he just does it in front of a crowd, having a great old jolly time. And all I thought, I was just like, man, if that guy can do that game, I can definitely speed run my favorite game of all time, Mario 3. And okay. so, like, right after that, I picked up Mario 3 and I, I watched, a, or I started watching, like, streamers who were playing Mario 3 or speed running. And I was asking them, like, the dumbest questions, like, the super most annoying questions. And uh, I just started to, I started to do it right away. And I just started to learn, like, level by level. And my goal was to be not last on the leaderboard. And <laughs> I did that like week one. At the time, there was probably only like 15, 16 names on the Mario 3 100% leaderboard. Now there's probably like, you know, hundreds at this point. And, um, but I just wanted to be not last. And I, and I beat that time. And I thought like, man, this run sucked. I could do so much better. And it just, I don't know, something just clicked and it became like a lifelong thing. And um, but even then, like my stream didn't like take off. My stream didn't take off till Mario Maker came out and I started playing this kid named Panga's levels. Mm -hmm. and, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, now I say kid. I mean, he's now he's like you know, <laughs> one of the most famous streamers out there. But um, I started playing his levels and uh, there was only like four or five of us out there that could even beat them at the time. And I, I just randomly... I don't know, had the time to put into it or whatever, the motivation, and um, started playing a lot of Kaizo stuff. And uh, as I would beat a level, I'd get a little bit more notoriety, and then I'd get rated by bigger guys because I was playing the same thing they were. And it just started to kind of, like, take off, and I started to form friendships with, you know, Mitch Flower Power, who's, like, the best Mario 3 runner of all time, and someone I literally watched his videos wanting to be as good as him in Mario 3. He starts rating me and showing me love and then Carl Sagan and then uh, Panga himself. And, and it just like started to snowball. And then, um, yeah. And then I that year I got to run in GDQ myself. So it was like basically like a year from seeing Dram, I ended up running into the next GDQ, which I don't, I don't know. It was a very lucky turn of events, you know? Yeah. That sounds all like yeah. super surreal at the same time. Also, it, like, was it just very, kind of snowballed. Yeah, it was. It's been a very and like literally since that GDQ, it's just been like this crazy like upward momentum swing. I don't know. Yeah, it's been insane. So, 
you you said you know when you first started out you're probably asking like the most basic annoying questions and i'm sure you get asked the same or similar questions all the time so how do you all handle questions when people like ask that does it excite you or do you kind of like roll your eyes um, um it depends on how dumb the question is i guess <laughs> <laughs> that's fair um, no if it's something that if it's something like Okay, like here's an example. Jumping for the wand in Mario 3 is slower than letting it come down and hit you because the wand falls slower than Mario and Mario has to get to the bottom of the screen. But if you're if you've never seen a Mario 3 speedrun, like everyone would think jumping for the wand is faster, right? Like mm -hmm. everyone would think that. Um so like a question like that, I'm always like, "No, you know, like you just got to answer that 100,000 times a day mm -hmm. and just be cheery about it every time because who the heck would know that? Why would anyone, why would any human know that unless they like are obsessed with Mario 3? And then, uh, but like on the flip side of that, like there's like, when people tell me to do something in Mario Maker that is clearly not possible. Um, <laughs> oh man. Yeah, it's sometimes like, and sometimes I know like someone's trolling me, so I'll like, I'll have fun with them and play into it a little bit and let the, you know, like, troll them back or just hit them with your mom joke or something. I don't know. Like, I definitely, I definitely like to mess around with chat a little bit. I think it's fun. Yeah. It, it looks a yeah. lot of fun a lot of times, especially, yeah. but it's just kind of weird. Cause sometimes when you're, at least on our side, when there's like that many people in chat and I'm like, how does he even catch some of this stuff? Like <laughs> it's going so fast most of the time. Yeah. Well, you, you get really good. Like, especially once it starts to like really travel after like, about like 1500 viewers when it starts to really just like be constantly moving mm -hmm. and uh you get really good at reading scrolling upwards so like as the chat's scrolling away like you just kind of hone in on one line and as it's scrolling away you read that line and hope it's something good but sometimes it's something someone's like you know you suck you should really win sorry i don't know if i can curse on here <laughs> Like, um, yeah, you, bleep me out, editor. I, I apologize, you know. It's like, yeah, but you should really win. Why are you so bad at this, streamer? You know, like, just something. Sometimes it gets me. It's like, ah, I wish I wouldn't have read that one. I wish I would have read someone that was nice, you know? Yeah, I could see that. So with um, Mario 3 being your kind of all-time favorite on the Mario, you, when did you start getting into the ROM hacks and stuff that I've seen you do? So after... Um, Panga, like, after I basically, like, caught up to all his levels in Mario Maker, I was like, all right, well, what else has this guy made? You know, what else has he made? Like, uh, just give me, pump his content into my veins. And <laughs> so I I uh, found out he made this ROM hack called Super Dram World. And it was just, like, this really, I was just like, whoa, Dram is the guy that got me, inspired me to run this game, or, run, you know, speed run it all. He made this ROM hack called Super Dram World. like. Maybe I can be good at that game. And I, yeah, I mean, that, that's when I started getting into ROM hacks. And it was, um, it was really fun because up until that point, the only person who really speed ran ROM hacks was, uh, at that time, was Dodecahedron um, here in America. And then there's one player called Calcos in Mexico, who's better than all of us, by the way. He's the best player in the world. Um, and it's a shame that he's like, I feel like his language barrier might hurt him sometimes on stream because he's so stinking good. Mm -hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, I just started to play Dram World and a couple weeks go by and I, I break the world record in that, which was held by Dodecahedron. And then he breaks my record and then I break his record and then he breaks, you know, and then we just had this like crazy record off for like three or four months. It was just the most fun time I've ever had. And, and that was, that was it. I was just like, all right, I love, I love ROM hacks. Like. When a cool one comes out, I'm going to try and speed run it if I enjoy it, you know, so. I guess that brings me to another thought. What, um, of talking about, you know, you setting that record and, and subsequently setting it maybe several times, uh, you know, after that, what is your kind of crowning achievement in your opinion in the gaming world up to this point? Um, for sure, the money I've raised with charities, um, like the, the runs I've been able to do at game, like things like Games Done Quick and Calithon and, uh, I actually have my own event, Mario Masters Coliseum, that's coming up. Um, that's probably like my top thing is Mario Masters Coliseum. But just like all the the opportunities that I've had to work with like so many incredible people to raise money for charity, and it's just like it's such a group community effort that that happens. And um, I I think I've I've had some runs that have done like really big numbers, and I'm very very you know I'm proud of uh, those runs, and and so grateful that everyone's like put me on a stage where I could you know, be able to, uh, 
you know, to, to raise enough, raise that much money for charity. You know, it's really, um, I've been really, really honored um, to be able to do that. I think that's the best part of speedrunning, honestly, is that it's such a collaborative community effort. And um, yeah, I don't know. That's that's definitely the thing I'm most proud of, I would say. We're actually doing Mario Masters Coliseum next week, which is just a community-driven Mario thing. It's just Mario players. We all pile into a house. And we did it two years ago on like a bare bones, like, like no $1,000 budget. And we raised 55 grand. And the last oh, wow. year we did it again on like virtually zero budget. I think we had like 3,000 bucks. And then we raised 110 grand wow. this year. Ooh. This year they gave us a real budget. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so I'm, I'm really proud of that because that was, that's just like, that's just a bunch of dudes coming together to do something cool and, and hang out with each other, a bunch of dudes and girls. And, and that's the thing I'm like the most proud of to, to do. Yeah. For is sure. that, is that, I mean, specifically on your channel or is that? Yeah. It's on, okay. Yeah, it's on my channel, twitch.tv slash Grand Pooh Bear, and you guys can watch September 5th through 8th uh, from 12 noon PST till 12 or midnight PST every night. We actually end every night with a game show, too, so that's, like, the most fun. Um, cool. Yeah, we, ha we have a concert to finish it all off. Um, the guy's going to be playing, like, piano and uh, a bunch of different gaming things, so it's, it's going to be really fun. Um, check it out, but it's just, like, a ton of Mario games, and every once in a while we just, like, sneak in some other random game that's super fun that we can never play when there's not a, you know, like not 20 guys in a house. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, like a really dumb game. So, yeah. So like, there's so many games to speed run, like, especially nowadays, it seems like there's multiple games coming out in a day. Why for you, why is Mario your game of choice? Like what makes that special um, to you? Well, I mean, I think there's a few reasons. Like we can't, we can't fault nostalgia. Like, obviously, I think nostalgia is going to be a pretty big thing in, in just about any Nintendo game because, uh, you know, most of us grew up with it. Um, yeah. But, yeah, but also, like, the movement um, in the Mario games, like, the way Mario jumps is pretty perfect. The way, you know, and that's and that's not just, like, Mario 3, that's Mario World. That's, like, a bunch of different Mario games. He's just, like, it's just incredible the way he moves and jumps and, like, everything feels responsive. Um, I don't like I pl I've played like like Meat Boy. I don't really like like the wall jumping aspect of that type of game. And um, I don't know. I just it's just uh, Mario 3 is just like it's so fast. I love that game so much. Mario like world is kind of like controls. I always say this like it controls like a Ferrari. Like it's super tight and like quick acceleration. Um, like I still think Mario World is probably the best like platforming engine that's ever existed in the history of time uh so and that that's including like mario maker it's dookie compared to mario world um <laughs> yeah so i i don't know it's just it's just it's a lot of things um i actually like zelda more than mario it's just speedrunning zelda games is nowhere near as interesting to me as speedrunning mario games so but like when a first play happens my first plays of zeldas are like those are everything yeah those are all, yeah definitely yeah. they're awesome yeah I think we're so all then, are we all Zelda fans here? Yeah, mm -hmm. pretty much. Yeah, I was gonna ask mm -hmm. what's I mean, your favorite Zelda so far. Um probably Majora's Mask is really? my favorite Zelda. And also it's the Zelda I've haven't replayed most recently. Like <laughs> it's probably the dead last on my like you know, if you put your replay like in first in order, I haven't it's probably the one I haven't played in the longest time. That's really um, surprising. Why why yeah. Majora's Mask? Um, it just was so, it just felt so unique and wild. And I loved the different controls of all the different masks. I don't know. And, and, and the 24, like the time limit, like made you, I really like having to be forced to make a decision. And when you have like something like the moon's crashing on you and you warp back in time, like I loved the being forced to like, do you go on? Do you warp back? And also like time travel itself is just such a cool trope in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Um, who doesn't love loss? I mean, you know, just because of the time. Like, I don't know. Like, I, I love outside the ending. Um, but I love, yeah, time travel is just a really cool trope. So I, I kind of, I dug it. There's also like, you can't save everyone. I don't know. Like, I, I like games that don't necessarily have like a great ending too. More you know, real stories. Ending. Yeah. Like a, a more real ending, like a story, like stories that end in a way that like would actually end in real life, you know, like, it's not that. just like, 
uh, this cute wrapped up bow. Yeah. Um, you know, um, and I really felt like it's a very like melancholy ending in in Majora's Mask as well. So I don't know. It, it, that's definitely the one that just stuck with me. Obviously, like OT is the bomb diggity and Link to the Past is incredible and Link Between Worlds is stupid good. Um, but that would be that would definitely be the one that I think stuck with me the most, like the most like feeling once I was done with it, you know? Yeah. And I can't Breath, say too because the wild's good too. Oh yeah, Breath of the Wild is also <laughs> Breath of the Wild is very good. Too, yeah. <laughs> uh, with Majora's Mask, uh, all of us here love like um, games that make you feel, you know, that are super emotional. Yeah. And I feel like Majora's Mask also hits on that, like hits on the heartstrings a little bit because every time yeah. I, I see someone like speed run it or play it, and they get to the the Zoras and the band, like that hits me every time. I don't cry, but it's like, oh gosh, that hurts. Right? Yeah, there's just it's it's kind of a heavy game, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Yeah, like like the game grew up compared to OOT in some ways, like story wise. I don't know, but yeah, that's 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 my favorite Zelda. My least favorite is easily Skyward Sword. That game sucks. I don't care what anybody says. <laughs> no argument. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> um, gosh, it's hard to go. For, okay, so anyway, uh, my brother Donovan and I were able to attend an AGDQ. Our first was twenty. Well, our first and only so far is twenty fifteen. Back in twenty fifteen. So okay. your first was, I think it was twenty seventeen that you twenty sixteen was my 2016. first. Okay. Yeah. So can you uh, kind of go through what that was like? That experience, your first uh, GDQ was like. Uh, oh man, I was I was so intimidated. My first GDQ, I wasn't even a partner at that point, but mm-hmm. I was pulling like like you know five six hundred viewers a stream. Um, and so I was, I was super intimidated because the one thing that I was really confident at in my first GDQ is a, I'm, I was the person who deserved to be there the least. Um, and, and that's not like a knock on what I do. It's, it's just everyone there is so good and it puts so much time, work and dedication to their game. Whereas I kind of just got in there because I happened to play these hard levels and nobody else could do it. Um, the, the second thing was like, I I was just like in awe of how approachable everyone was. Mm-hmm. Um, I always thought like these, like to me, they were like these legends of gaming, you know, these full-time guys. Um, you know, I thought they were making tons of money, um, which mm-hmm. that I realized isn't true. Um, <laughs> and and um, I, I just was just like amazed at how just like stupid approachable everyone was and how like nice and cool and how um everyone wanted you to play their speed game and that was like one of the things i really uh took from like that first gdq um i got a ton of like autographs i got i actually got sinister and zallard to autograph um to autograph their uh what do i want to say to autograph the uh mike tyson's punch out cart oh that's that's awesome yeah, it sits on my wall right now. Um, I still love it, have it on my wall. Um, and I um, had, like, Mitch sign a bunch of stuff. And just, I mean, I got so many autographs from so many guys on different carts, and I have them all collected. And that's that's kind of my thing is I like to get a, other speedrunners' autographs on their game. Um, I, that's something I never thought about doing is getting autographs yeah. when I was there. Because I, I did meet Mitch very briefly. He was yeah. great. Um, and then... Uh, I met Sinister also very briefly because he did a punch so out run awesome. as always. Yeah. yeah. And, but yeah, I, that's something that I always take away is like a lot of the runners there, they're just super approachable, super nice. Yeah. And they just, they're just, they're like you. And Donovan and I also met Cosmo briefly, who used to be the god at speed running back in the day. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Narcissa. Narcissa, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so like, I mean, so influential to so many people. That was like the first, like, I think that like blew without, without, Without Narcissa, that like GDQ would not be what it is today, and I think everyone kind of recognizes that in a lot of ways. But yeah. thank um, you for correcting me because yeah. I can remember. Oh, no, all good. Her name now. Um, so, yeah. yeah. No. Um. So. Uh, um. But yeah, GDQ is just like I don't know. It's just a very incredible, cool experience. I, I like compared to like a PAX or something. I would go to GDQ ten out of ten. Like I, it's my favorite conference or event because it's just like. It's a big sleepover. It's just a bunch mm-hmm. of people playing video games for 24 hours a day. And if you want to, you know, hang out and party and drink a little bit, you can do that. If you want to just nerd out of the arcade, you can do that. If you want to learn a speed game, you can do that. If you want to play wind jammers all freaking day, you can do that. You know, like, <laughs> or Smash yeah. Brothers. You know, if you want to play Smash, Smash Brothers, Brothers. Yeah. yeah, yeah, whatever you want, you can play it. Um, that's what's so cool about GDQ. Yeah, 
and there's someone playing like metal slug or something mm-hmm. like yeah it's just really fun dance dance like all the games i will say donovan and i we also got to play smash brothers with narcissa and he or she was the nicest still <laughs> still beating us to death at smash brothers but yeah. still just the nicest person you could ever meet oh yeah it was, no it was crazy <laughs> um there's a lot of really good smash brother players in yeah. the speedrunning community like a lot of them um it's kind of it's kind of intimidating uh because i only got into smash for ultimate so i suck compared to them fair enough <laughs> yeah i feel you when, when we played man it, i didn't even know spiking was a thing until that day i hadn't even <laughs> thought about trying oh my god I spiked i was like i didn't even know that was it that was a thing yeah what is this <laughs> yeah that's just a degrading moment you know it's, it's, like, <laughs> it's like i'll never pick up a controller again for Smash right no it does it makes you it makes you feel like less of a human you know <laughs> would, yeah. you, would you rather get spiked or would you rather get grabbed by donkey kong and ran off the ledge with him uh well at least you have a chance yeah at least Bowser. you have a chance to recover with donkey kong i <laughs> okay. guess you know um but yeah Fair spike point. is definitely i think spike's like the most degrading thing <laughs> crazy so what do you feel is the biggest difference between streaming at something like gdq versus streaming at your home base at home Uh, and and your everyday well definitely the audience i think um is the number one thing for me uh i actually i really love playing in front of an audience um if there's a vibe and an energy off it that's just like very fun and incredible um so uh i mean the audience is is very cool i like playing in front of them um whereas like when you're even when you're at home like no matter if i've you know i could have ten thousand people in my chat but it's still just me in a corner of my house so it's just different yeah in that way um also there's no resets so it, when i'm at home i can just do whatever i can reset as many times as i want and when you're when you're out in public you got to just one run and done so yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, more pressure, but you know, like what I, what I, what the one thing I've learned is that there can be beauty in a run going bad as much as there is in a run going well. That's one thing I've, I've definitely learned. So, does it make you more nervous knowing that more eyes on you are on you, like physically there watching you, or is it just not even bother you at this point? Um, no, it doesn't really. I, I mean, my first GDQ, I was definitely mm-hmm. nervous. And I get nervous before every GDQ still, but not the same type of nervous now. Now it's like a nervous excitement. Whereas before it was like a nervous, go, oh, don't screw up. Everyone will make fun of you. Mm-hmm. Like now I understand that. Like I, I've had like I've had like these really great, incredible GDQ runs. And I've also had some stinkers now. And and I've realized that uh it's doesn't matter as long as the run raised a good amount of money for the charity. That's that's the most mm-hmm. important thing. And uh, it's not going to make or break my career. Um, I, I think my lowest moment is probably the moment that people will always remember me for, honestly, at GDQ. Um, will probably always be my most memorable run, um, Stomping <laughs> Mitch's console. So, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't worry about it the same way, I guess. Okay. I, I definitely, like, I worry about my, like, I'm on, I have a tour now. Mm-hmm. And that I do worry about just because it's like, it's me and my tour and, you know, it's something that's never been done before. So that I do kind of worry about in some ways, but not, still not nearly as bad as it was, I guess, the first time. That's fair. I do want to yeah. talk about the tour in a second, but I just do want to say really quick, um, I discovered you because of a GDQ and that's how I found okay. out about you. Cause I was, I watch reruns all the time. And one time I just fell asleep watching a, a run and then I heard your voice and I'm like, whose voice is that? I don't recognize <laughs> that voice. I could tell it was Mario. I'm like, I know all the big Mario speedrunners, but who is that? So I, I just so happened to open my eyes and I'm like, this guy's actually pretty cool. So if it wasn't for a GDQ, I would have never discovered you. And then oh, yeah. I've watched you ever since. So that's really cool. Yeah. I mean, GDQ is definitely like, it's the best way to get noticed as a speedrunner, I'd say, or the easiest way in some ways. Um, and, and I really hope like every speedrunner gets their GDQ moment. It's kind of like having a WrestleMania moment. Um, <laughs> if you're a wrestling fan, yeah, it's your GDQ moment, you know? So I, I hope everyone gets to have one. I, at this point I've had, I've had, I've been lucky enough to have 11, 12 now. And so I'm hopefully get one more, one or two more in before they are like, all right, out to pasture you know <laughs> yeah 
I'm sure you got a few more in you for sure. Mm. I hope so. I hope so. It's it's getting harder and harder to bring something that is new mm-hmm. to GDQ, and also like the Heizo speedrun community is just like it's just grown. It's just expanded so much since my two dram runs, and um, so it's it's just getting harder and harder to to get in. But uh, I, I have a few more, and um, I think I bring something unique to every run I do. So I think so as well. Uh, have you thought yeah. about maybe? I mean, I don't know if you thought about crowd control to gdq if that's possible uh, well yeah we're well we're our submitting crowd control is getting submitted at this next gdq um not by me okay. however but it is getting submitted um so i'm uh i'm really excited about it hopefully it'll get in that that'll be really special for me because i you know help work on crowd control so that'll be that'll definitely be a different type of special i guess um so I'm, and for uh, those of you who maybe don't know what it is could you explain what crowd control is uh, so crowd control is a uh, Twitch extension that allows chat to actually uh, interact with the player's game. Uh, and if it's a Super Nintendo game, we actually can run it on console even. And we're going to have NES console and N64 console, hopefully before the end of this year, definitely early next year, um, support as well. Um, but we have we support uh, games like Link to the Past, Super Metroid, Mega Man X, um, Super Mario Brothers 3, SimCity. Uh, we support just kind of randomly um, Dark Souls 1 we support and like you can do things like it to the streamer like if you're a viewer you can pay physically pay money to the streamer and then their game will change you can make their character fat you can make their character slow you can make their character fast you can make the game harder exponentially harder you can change their weapon you can uh, change the gender of their character you can just all sorts of just really silly and gameplay um alterations uh that you can do to the uh to the gamer and it's super fun it, it adds a whole new like layer of challenge um to it so if you're out there if you're a streamer out there listening to this you should definitely check it out uh it also really like helps the streamer monetarily uh 80 of the money goes to the streamer so um they usually do pretty well people usually do pretty well on it uh we, we've noticed so uh, check it out. It's awesome. It's super easy to install too, and super easy to run on console if you want. Cool. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah, I yeah. think it's a really cool idea, and it's always a fun time either watching the stream or watching the YouTube uh, vids of of whenever you do crowd control. I think it's one of the best things you you do. Yeah. It's, Besides uh, Mario Maker, it's really of course. No, uh, yeah, you know, it's all, <laughs> everything I do is great. Come on. Right. No, yeah, um, this no, is true. Sure. <laughs> uh, uh, no, it is. It is definitely one of. It's it's just it's very cool and unique and I'm I'm glad like everybody can do it now. It's 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 just a very awesome thing. Yeah, I'm a pretty big fan of crowd control. So and, and I will say it was also cool when you also play other things. I, I remember watching you play through Dark Souls and things like that too, which is also yeah. Cool. Yeah, I, I just I love hard video games. I think I'm just a, a big fan of difficult video games in general, so that I've realized. Have you had the chance to uh play Celeste? Kind of a oh, more modern Celeste. platform. Okay. Oh yeah, I love Celeste. So I was wondering, you know, you being so uh, involved with Mario uh, and that being a classic platformer, and we've had a modern platformer, a successful platformer, in my opinion, Celeste come out recently. I mean, to you, how do the two kind of compare to each other? And uh, do, you, do you think like that does justice for modern day platformers? Oh, Celeste is incredible. Yeah, Celeste is, is one of the best games I've ever played ever, period. And it's got probably the best story and a very unique story that's like mm-hmm. literally never been told in a video game before, which I loved. Mm-hmm. Um, and to do that in a in an eight bit video game is even more impressive. You know, like essentially like an old school pixel arcade game. You know, like arcade style look. Um, right. But uh, I personally like. I think one thing that I really love about Celeste is. The uh, like the movement of it is really, really incredible and varied, and the speedrun movement's even like more sexy. The one thing I don't like about Celeste and a lot of modern platformers actually is like the single room, like it's yes. always a single room, mm-hmm. you know, a single room, yep. and then you do this room, and then you go on, and then you do that room, this room. And I think it's like you know, it's the desire to keep moving the player forward. But I definitely thought like my favorite parts of Celeste was like climbing the mountain at the end when it felt more wide open and more, um, you know, varied, I guess. You know, uh, you, you could string along a lot of a lot of level or a lot of movement together in one in one spot. 
you know, and that's I, that's something I just I guess I would prefer, you know, and like like the Mario series so much for that. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. the the way that the Mario flows through the level is completely yeah. fluid, whereas you've yeah. got that stopping point that goes onto the next screen with Celeste. But yeah. I completely completely agree with the the fact that the storytelling in the game is just incredible. Yeah, and you don't really see that in in either retro uh, platformers or uh, even old school platformers. Yeah, I mean, if you told if you were like Celeste is the greatest platformer ever, I wouldn't like bar fight with you about it. I'd be like, you mm. know what? That's that's a fine opinion, sir. So, <laughs> <laughs> so you mentioned about the tours, the speedrun sessions tour that you yes. do. So, where did that idea come from, and and so far, how is that going uh, with the with the shows you've done so far? Um, so that idea actually came from my first GDQ. Um, I all I could think of after that first GDQ was like, man, this is so cool, but it's a week long. There's only fifteen hundred spots open. Like, who can come to these? You know what I mean? Who can come hang out in a week for it? Like, why are why are people taking these to? Why aren't we doing more like micro events around speedrunning? Um, and so I like literally I said to a bunch of people in a room I was like, and hey, we should do this just us at a bar somewhere and you know everyone was like yeah it's a really great idea and so my like i've always like was trying to figure out like how can i pay for this and make this something that's sustainable and and i really quickly realized like i need like a you know i need someone to work with and so um over the next like three years i basically pitched every company around like any company that wanted to work with me you wanted me to play your video game. Uh, you wanted me to, you know, rep your drink or your headphones or whatever it was. I, I pitched them this idea. And generally, they would say no. And I would also say no. Sometimes they would say, oh, that sounds like a great idea. We might be able to do that. Like uh, an esports team I was on that is no longer in business, uh, probably because they make promises they couldn't keep. Mm -hmm. And um, I just, I wanted, I don't know, I kind of became obsessed with it. And then, uh, you know, fast forward to late last year, and um, I started getting approached by Red Bull um, about doing, you know, about potentially coming on to be a Red Bull athlete. And um, it's a very long process with Red Bull. It's not like anything else in gaming. Gaming's like, you know, like, hey, you want you want to be sponsored by this headphone company? Two days later, there's a contract over, you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. Red Bull was like months and months, and we'd fly out fly here, fly there, meet this person, meet that person. Um, and uh, finally, you know, when it's getting close to like, you know, shit or get off the pot time with them, um, I I meet my, who would be, he, the guy who would be my partner manager. And I pitched him this idea, like before he even, before we even like sat down at breakfast, I was like, all right, this is what I want to do if I get signed with Red Bull. Like I want to do this event. And he goes, he goes, dude, you don't even need to be signed with Red Bull. We could do that event here in Portland next week. Whoa. And I was just, he was, I was oh, like, God. I was like, I was nice. like, all right, I love you. Whatever you, <laughs> I, I, you are a God to me, whatever you want to do for like, I, I trust you, you know, like let's make this happen. <laughs> and, and so that was the very first thing. As soon as I, um, as soon as it became like official, um, that I was going to be signed with Red Bull. That was the very first thing I started to work on. And I was just like, all right, what do I need to do to make this happen? How can I get like the best runners to make this happen? How can I put on a successful show? What's the right time length that I can show off a good amount of my community, but also, you know, but also like not get people be bored. Um, all these things, you know, that I was thinking about and, um, you know, over the next three months and, and it just kind of all came together and we did our first one in Portland and uh, the idea was to do one and then like try and see what other cities we could do it in that would make sense mm -hmm. based on numbers in Portland. But we, we had 50 RSVPs in Portland. We ended up putting close to 400 people in this tiny little wow. barcade. Wow. There, was a, there was a line out the door. People couldn't get in and so immediately the next call we got was from MGM Grand at Las Vegas and they wanted to do one. Whoa. Oh, man. So I was wow. like, yeah. I was like, I was like, well, I'm not gonna turn down Vegas. Like, who wants to turn down Vegas? You know, and we got and so it just 
uh, after MGM Grand, we got to do, we did Lollapalooza. We opened up for, actually opened up Ninja's uh, Lollapalooza thing um, for him. Um, and then we just got back from doing one in Hawaii, in Honolulu, Hawaii, mm. uh, which which worked out with like, we kind of opened for another Red Bull event uh, called mm-hmm. Party Wave, which was super okay. awesome. I was a celebrity judge for Party Wave, which was really fun. Um, and, uh, but Honolulu was like, it might've been the best crowd we had yet. Um, it was packed to the brim, hottest, hottest bar I've ever played video games in. Hottest, hottest I've ever been playing video games, period. Um, <laughs> uh, it was extremely warm and, um, but the crowd was just like so appreciative and grateful. And like, they kept saying like, man, nothing ever comes out here. Nothing ever comes out to Hawaii. We never get gaming events. Like yada, yada. everyone was just like like in it. And they were there from the time the doors opened till the time our thing was done. And it was just awesome. I, I the crowd was insane. Um, the response has been just incredible. Each time we do it, we've packed the place. And we're just so super grateful that people want to come speed see speedrunning. And it kind of like is like a you know, I, I always thought like if we brought speedrunning to people, they would come watch it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm I'm very happy that that theory, you know, was proven true. So your field of dreams moment, if you will. Yeah, yeah, totally. You know, <laughs> um, yeah, it's just like we just needed to bring a high class event with runs that people wanted to see, um, you know, into the right venue. And also like there's not a lot of gaming events that serve alcohol, I found out. And that's like super integral to my event. Is the fact that we serve alcohol and I want everyone to drink, you know, mm-hmm. like, yeah, that's like something I very much am pro having at it. It makes it makes our runs a lot better. So. <laughs> I can't okay, argue well, with that at all. I've got to ask then. So <laughs> yeah. Ohio, when are you coming? I was about to ask, say the same thing. Yes. <laughs> well, we did just do Chicago at Lollapalooza, but I do want to do. Chicago or I'm from Detroit so Detroit is probably the next Midwest city I want to go to that's still um, not too far no okay. I I will say I have two planned for this year and I definitely want to do a third and maybe a fourth before we finish out the year um so we'll see uh where else we're going but um okay I would say Detroit is probably going to be the next Midwest city we do and and even then, it it probably won't be till next year. But I, I definitely like a goal of mine is to, like, I want to go to just like every city, like even mm-hmm. if it's not Honolulu, Hawaii. Obviously, like I want to go to every city and bring speedrunning to everybody that I, I can. Mean, you know, um, and uh, yeah, I mean, I could go to Cedar Point and hang out for a day. That'd be really fun. You <laughs> there know? you go. So, See, there you yeah. go. Okay. <clears throat> Getting closer. Yeah, I, was, I was gonna yeah. uh, mention uh, <laughs> there's a a bar here recently that had a bit brigade play oh yeah which i've never seen that but it was uh it's incredible i want to do one day i really want to do like a bit brigade or super soul brothers or like one of those video game bands i want to do a speed run with them playing music behind me that's yeah like that's something i've always really wanted to do such a great idea for for yeah. uh, speed running to master mm-hmm. two together mm-hmm. now in the middle of all of this You've also appeared on the React channel a couple of times as well. Yeah, yeah. What was that experience like? So I've been watching the React channel, I don't know, 10 years, I'd say, going now. And to see you was a huge surprise because you didn't, as far as I know, you didn't announce it or anything. I was like, oh, look, no. Yeah, no, they, well, they don't want you to announce it until it, it comes out. It's okay. something that they're very, you know, they're very adamant about. Uh, but uh, React is super cool. They're really awesome. I never like met Fine Brothers or anything. They, I, okay. they don't, yeah, there's, it's like a very, it's an intense production. I think there's like 80 people that work there. Wow. And and like 20 dogs as well that work there. Um, just like cute office dogs. And, that's not uh, that's not a bad thing either. Definitely my favorite part about going to React um, is the office dogs. But um, it was really, really cool. It's like one of those things that um, opened up probably because I'm a quote unquote Red Bull athlete now. Mm-hmm. Um, just being associated with that name, I've realized has brought a lot of uh, opportunity, I, I guess I would say, because people want to be associated with that brand um, mm-hmm. too, you know. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's probably not an opportunity I would have got otherwise, but it's been really really cool to get to do it. I did like the pros versus Joes one, where I pretend to not know what I'm doing in Mario Three, and then we race a level. 
and um, that one was really fun. And then I did the <laughs> the kids kids make Mario Maker levels, and um, that one actually was I, I was I was kind of like, oh yeah, I've played levels just like I, I know it's I know what we're about to play, guys. Yeah, I get, I get what's about to happen, you know. <laughs> so I didn't feel like I I don't I didn't feel like I gave a good reaction to that one, you know. Fair enough. <laughs> now, yeah. during those the the second one where you did the where the kids made the levels, did you see any others filming as well, or was it just you and you did your thing and you left? No, just um, no, just just you. You go in and you have like an an hour or so, and they film you, and then uh, then you'll like they'll tell you. Me, I they came they brought me in last, so I knew everyone else's okay. like, scores at the end of it. Um, but yeah, and there's like I mean there's like like four or five different filming studios. So they have a bunch of different videos that are filming at any given time. And then um, like another cool thing that I really love that they did. And it's something I really want to steal in my own home studio is they have like four different backgrounds that they can just roll that are all in rollers and they can just roll it in. And that's how like all the really? different backgrounds are shown. Yeah, it's really cool. They're like probably like a, the size of like an Elgato green screen backgrounds. And then they just like frame it perfectly. So they're in frame. And they got little markers on the ground, so they know where to roll them. And it's really cool. I really, really like that and thought it was, I was like, man, that's such a smart, genius idea. So they can, like, have the different types of backgrounds for it. Yeah. I loved it. Um, that is, that's incredible. Yeah. I didn't realize. I knew they had a studio and stuff, but I didn't realize it was, they had yeah. it down to a T. Oh, yeah. The one thing, that's the one thing I definitely took from, like, being something like React Channel was how just professional it was and you know like there's there's always stuff i can learn you know like i'll never have it all figured out and i want to learn you know i'm a, I'm a nerd i'm a gamer i'm not a mm -hmm. i'm not a, a artist or a producer or director or anything and and to be able to like steal some of those you know uh bits from them was was really cool and beneficial i think in the long run for me so um 10 for 10 anytime react calls i will go back and and react to whatever they want me to react to I look forward to uh, if you yeah. if you end up going back in the future. Yeah. Well, that's kind of all we have at the moment. Uh, unless anyone has any last questions they want to ask David real quick. Uh, sure. Or are you gonna yeah. ask him something? So for you getting into uh, uh, speed running and stuff, do you have any like words of wisdom? Anything that you would give to anybody that is an aspiring speedrunner. Any any pro tips? Um, I think the biggest thing about speedrunning is uh as a viewer of speedrunning, I think you focus a lot on the victories. And as a speedrunner, sometimes you focus a lot on the fails, which I don't think you I think it should be opposite because like speedrunning is 99% of the time you're failing. And um but every in every fail, every time you fail, you you can learn something and acquire some new knowledge. Um, so don't feel like anything you did was like wasted or or anything like that. Um, Speedrunning is just like it's it's patience more than anything. Anybody can do it. It's just patience and then how far you want to push yourself. Um, and uh, I don't know, just don't don't be nervous to try it out. It's it's really it's speedrunning's the shit. It's, the communities are awesome. So. Yeah. I can whole, wholeheartedly yeah. agree. If yeah. you want to, before you, before I send you back away, Pooh, uh, you want to plug all your stuff real quick, your social media, your your Twitch channel, and all that stuff. Um, I you can find me at Grand Pooh Bear Instagram, uh, Pooh Bear on Twitter. You can find me at Grand Pooh Bear on Facebook. Uh, I, people still use that. I'm not sure. <laughs> My wife runs it. Um, you can find me at Grand Pooh Bear on Twitch. You can find me at Grand Pooh Bear on Twitter. If you put an H after Pooh, you won't find me at any of those places, so don't do that. Um, but yeah, I upload a YouTube video every day um, and have for three years. I stream uh, five to six days a week, assuming I'm not traveling. Uh, so uh, every day at noon PST. So check that out. And yeah, keep gaming. Awesome. Is there anything else you want to say before we send you away? Any last things you want to plug? That's uh, any upcoming events or anything like that? Um, just check out uh, check out speedrun sessions uh, coming to a city near you. Uh, you can also check out Mario Masters Coliseum happening September 5th through 8th, and that will be on my channel. It is going to be the silliest charity marathon you have ever seen. Please check it out. Awesome. Yes. Thank you very much. And cool. 
Away you go!